listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, this Thursday afternoon. Now, let's turn to our first topic and guests of today. In the next 15 minutes or so, we'll be talking about the effects of the pandemic on children and how caregivers and schools can address issues related to the emotional well-being of young people. And to talk about this, I'm really delighted to be chatting with the team behind Just Feel, who are a local group that provides social-emotional education support to students and teachers. So I'd like to welcome to the program Raymond Yang, the co-founder of Just Feel, a member of the board of directors, Dr. Min Tran, and also Jukunda Young, who is the shaper from Just Feel. We'll get Jukunda to talk about the role of the shaper uh, later on. So welcome to the program, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you for having us. I'm happy to be talking with you guys again. Yeah, it's great to have you all. Uh, we are on Facebook Live as well, so feel free to join us there. Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. Uh, feel free to maybe share your experiences or any questions uh, that you may have uh, related to uh, the emotional well-being of young people. So maybe, uh, Raymond, if I can start off with you uh, first, can you remind our listeners uh, a, a little bit more about the work you do at Just Feel? Uh, what do you do there? Uh, Just Feel was founded in... 2019 uh, with the vision to transform the communication culture in Hong Kong schools and families because we really value students' emotional well-being. So we cooperate with schools and families by empowering teachers and parents so that everyone can talk with the students in a more compassionate way and to make sure our connection is better and the emotional well-being will be enhanced. Yeah, well, let's talk about some of the effects uh, of the pandemic uh, on students. Uh, they've been sort of out of school close to a year now. I mean, counting the summer breaks and all the holidays, close to a year. Um, what sorts of effects has that had on uh, the emotional well-being of young people? Uh, maybe Dr. Min Tran? Yeah, I mean, it's had tremendous effects on all of us, right? Adults included, uh, but on children specifically, I think, one of the main things that our, our students are missing is just being able to be with their friends and to play. You know, even when they're allowed in school, they have to socially distance, they have to wear their masks. Uh, during lunch, they can't sit together. They have to be as far apart as possible with these shields um, between them. So I think they miss just being able to play naturally like kids do. Um, so that's one Defense. Um, another is, of course, online learning. Um, that's a headache for parents, I know, everywhere. A huge headache for you all. Uh, and for the children, it's so hard for them to look at the screen and focus for hours. Um, for younger children, particularly kindergartners to grade two, um, it's not natural for them to learn in a sustained way online. And for older kids, it's very difficult for them to focus because it's so easy to be distracted um, when you're in an online setting. Absolutely. Jukunda, what are some of your thoughts on this? I mean, the effects of the pandemic on some of the young people you've worked with. Um, with regards to um, class suspension for, for through almost a year in the past, past few months, um, we just few have organized um, and like collaborated with school. Uh, one of the one of the cases uh, with St. Bonaventure um, Catholic Primary School. So um, during the time in June last year, um, it was a class resumption day. 
and we didn't we didn't have class normally um, like before but we organized an activity called the compassionate forest and we invite students teachers and um, to share their feelings and thoughts in the past um, few months um, during class suspension at home so we invite them to write down their positive um, negative feelings and some words of encouragement to each other and uh, we can spot um, some of them share that they are very grateful because during the time of class suspension, they were allowed to spend more time with their family. But then some of them say that they are quite boring and some of them very nervous because they are very unfamiliar with schools and, and studies to catch up with a lot of work. And so um, we actually allow the space and, and a, a room for teachers to get to know um, students more and the situation to kind of um, to catch up with them, to see how they could help with them and adjust their teaching pace um, in the class afterwards. Yeah. One thing that, you know, uh, Min mentioned just now is also the connections. When we when we talk about schools, it's not just a place to learn. It's also for students to form friendships and, and meaningful connections. And those are their peers. Um, how do students stay in touch when they don't see each other? You know, I'm, <laughs> we're a bit older. Well, I'm a bit older. Um, we used to call each other. But I feel like now a lot of the connections are, are sort of made online. So you're facing a screen again. Um, how do students uh, stay in touch with each other? W- what do they tell you? Well, um, I think I heard cases that they barely contact with each other. And um, because they don't have, not, not every student are very um, fortunate to have like stable connection to the internet or, or smart devices. And I heard some of them are, um, are really disappointed because they almost lost connection with the friends for almost a year. And that is why it's really important to let them to kind of get connected with each other um, by, by having a place and a chance to, to mingle with each other and to see how each other has been going on throughout the past months. So I, I can tell that they're really excited um, during during the um, Compassionate Forest Day that they, they find it very interesting to get to know oh, what each other ha- has been doing. Oh, they, they're, they're reading books and then having some shows or some, missing each other very much. Yeah. That's why it's important to do that, uh, to connection. Raymond? Yeah, in class suspension, we can also hold some virtual space for students to connect yes. with their teachers and other students. For example, just fill over some activities for teachers to organize online Zoom sessions so that they can play together and build relationship, also share their feelings. Yeah, it's not as good as face-to-face, we all know that, but it doesn't mean that it's not nice and necessary because school or growth for one student is much more than just academic learning. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Dr. Tran? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's easier for the older students. So if they're already on social media, um, the high school students in in particular, um, Discord is a very popular platform for them. They're all chatting on Discord and it's not just for the gamers, but for the younger students, I think they need more support from us adults to create those virtual spaces that Raymond was talking about, whether it's through teachers or through parents, you know, you still do those celebrations. You still have the holiday uh, gatherings online in a safe way, um, at, or the birthday parties. You know, there are many creative ways in which we can play games uh, um, and connect uh, even virtually. Yeah. 
how are the young people sort of expressing their emotions? Because, I don't know, thinking back, uh, when I was little, the emotions sort of go between happy and sad, and I, I don't know, that there's not a large vocabulary to, to express emotions. Um, how, how are students expressing their emotions, and what sorts of feelings do they share with you? Do they, do they feel lonely, perhaps? Yeah, we encourage them to share their real feelings by our tools. So you can see here, just the feelings and this card. Oh, cool. And also we show them in a virtual uh, PowerPoint so that they can choose or they can even draw. So for example, I can say, hey, Min, what's your feeling now? So today I get to be on this awesome radio uh, program. So I'm super excited to, to be here today. And then next one will be, hey, Jokanda, what's your feeling? I'd be grateful to be able to share my experiences and just you with the audience in RTHK. Yeah, and not only positive feelings are accepted, uh, some negative feelings are also accepted. For example, um, I feel a little bit tired because uh, these days I have been busy uh, talking with the schools on how to rearrange the activity. So the students can talk about these feelings and then they can get more connected. Um, I'm, so, I'm going to hold up a card. I'm, I'm saying curious. I don't know if people can see. <laughs> um, I'm very curious to find out a little bit more how you help uh, students and children identify emotions because it's really important, you know, starting them young, then they'll be able to express these emotions. We are live on Facebook as well, by the way. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see Min, Raymond and Jukunda. They held up some uh, very interesting feeling cards and has the word and also uh, the expression, the facial expressions uh, to, to help children. Because sometimes you don't even know what word <laughs> you're, you're feeling. It's nice to be able to see uh, the expressions. Yeah, sorry, go on, Min. Yeah, I was just going to say there's a whole deck of cards, right? Um, and with a, the range of human emotions. And you're right, kids don't naturally know these words. That's why we have these cards and we have explicit curriculum to teach um, to train parents and teachers on how to use these cards to communicate with the, the children um, so that parents and teachers also be models, walking models of, um, of being able to communicate uh, openly about their emotional needs. Yeah. Raymond? Yeah, I'm just saying that uh, I was trying to invite you, Noreen, because we showed you the card before, and I'm glad that you wrote that word. <laughs> but uh, yes, but I didn't know how to draw curious. Um, my, my, my drawing is so bad, so I won't, I won't scare the, the audience on, on Facebook. Um, it's very interesting. You, you mentioned just now parents and teachers. A lot of the times, parents and teachers uh, power through, and they don't even identify their emotions. Or sometimes as adults, we're not so good at talking about our emotions. So how can um, adults and caregivers and teachers be better role models in identifying our, our own emotions and, and sharing them with students? Because we, we don't want to tell them we're feeling lonely. So I, I don't know, will, will it sort of scare them? Or, or is it a good thing to, to tell them our, our own fears? Min? Yes, yes, absolutely. We have to be honest about how we feel. Just like Raymond was very honest that he's tired today, you know. Um, so it's not always positive. We have to show to, the, to our children that it's okay to not always be okay. Um, and, and, and when we model that, then they're more likely to be open when they don't feel okay. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I watched one of your promotional videos uh, and a beautiful video. And w- one thing that struck me was uh, a little girl sharing her emotions. Uh, she, she wrote something for her father and she said she, w- she was feeling brave to share her emotions. And she also wanted her father to feel brave to share his emotions. But the truth is parents in Hong Kong work very long hours. The time that you do catch up and connect with your own children, um, you, you might just want to find out what's happening in their life um, you don't really talk about your, your own feelings um, how can parents sort of re- remember that and make a note uh, you know we should also share yeah and Lorraine you're right but sometimes it doesn't take that long but it's a practice or habit so apart from the feelings I need task we develop this compassionate diary so that yeah, yeah we all have one <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny because I can see your virtual background and suddenly I see you reaching behind in the virtual background and suddenly the diary appears. Okay, so this is the emotional uh, journal diary. Tell, tell us about that. Yeah, so we recognize that parents are busy and sometimes find it hard to build habits with their kids to share things. So as Minish sharing on that page, uh, parents and kids can write their feelings and then share with each other. It just needs five to ten minutes a day and it feels Habit. And so is it on one side is the parents yeah. writing, the yeah. other side is the child writing. So we're doing it together. And that's where the parent can model for the children how to do this. And I can see there are sort of um, the, the weather to, to denote how you feel. Um, there's the, the rainy day, there's a cloudy day, and also a sunny day. Exactly. Yeah. So um, if it's a because it's an actually a 21-day program, so we suppose that um, students and parents could, uh, children and parents could get to know more about uh, the usage of this diary. And so in the advanced version, we, we invite them to write down three of their um, emotions of the day and feelings of the day and share what, what has going on and then some of the little knowledge here to um, Azana, how to, for example, trust, uh, different different emotion um, knowledge to let children and parents to learn together and and some of the little mission for them to accomplish together during these times. And um, we actually just also provide um, parents workshop. And uh, this is also um, relevant to to my role as a shaper because I as a shaper, um, I'm aimed to shape school culture and um, communicate, compassionate communication culture in the society. And that's why I develop curriculum um, for schools and I also develop um, workshops and hold workshops for teachers and parents. And um, one of the things we do with parents is to teach them how to use these tools and what ways to actually talk to, um, to children and to, to share with them and to um, so that they could actually have a better relationship and to be able to express themselves in a more effective and um, more compassionate way. Yeah. Um, is it also cultural? Maybe, you know, as as Asians, we don't really talk about our emotions as much. Um, and perhaps our parents didn't talk about their emotions and our grandparents didn't talk about their emotions. Um, how can we address that? Because um, if parents are working, a lot of the caregivers are the grandparents. So it's like intergenerational, uh, cultural. Um, so how, how can we address that with our grandparents and, and get them to share their emotions? 
but maybe we address your first point, um, Noreen. I think that is the very reason that we found that Raymond, Matthew, and Anthony founded just steel. So may I invite Raymond to speak a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. Um, actually, we see the problem. Uh, it's not only cultural, but part of the reason is uh, Chinese culture rarely share our feelings. So our approach is we invite the parents to join the workshop. Mm -hmm. uh, not only that parents, but also, as you said, uh, grandparents. Some grandparents did join our workshop and learn so much and go back and share with their uh, grandsons, granddaughters' feelings and then came back and talked about that with the teachers. Hey, that's effective. We didn't try that before. And we also get the support from teachers because when teachers try to mobilize the parents to join the workshop, that will be so important for the school to form a community where everyone is learning how to better communicate with students through compassionate communication. Yeah. Um, we are, like I said, on Facebook Live as well, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3, and we invite uh, caregivers, parents, or, you know, students, if you want to share your own uh, observations and, and the effects of the pandemic on, on your emotional well-being. Uh, Bright Spark HK has written in, she says, um, or he says, sorry, uh, my kid is too well connected uh, on the internet and telephone. The problem is many kids eyesight will have uh, problems. And second, yes, we can phone teachers but we the parents want control of our kids the problem is parents are having quick questions uh, for child psychologists but we don't want to go through welfare uh, or round the block to get there so that's a uh, bright spot yeah well what about that point you know um, that there's that there's a, the problem with eyesight you don't want them to, to be too glued uh, to be on zoom connections with their friends and um, it's difficult to to really have understand the more of the well-being of, of, of their children, you know, talking to teachers and, and child psychologists. Uh, Min, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. This is where parents have to A, be models, so we're not glued to our phones, right? Um, and B, where we have to set boundaries for students. So the, on their age, right, what is developmental grade? There's no, you know, scientific or conclusive answer on how many hours a, a child can be uh, on the screen and it'd be okay for their eyesight. Of course, um, we know it shouldn't be eight, 10 hours, uh, but rather two to three hours, especially for the younger ones um, and for the kindergartners, even less, right? And But that means that there is more of a burden on parents because your children are at home now many more hours than they used to be. Um, and if you don't uh, have them on the screen, that means parents or their caregivers um, have to find fun activities for uh, the students to do, um, to, in a way, fill the time productively. Yeah. Um, Des Soon writes in on Facebook and says, uh, and says, many parents and grandparents are very depressed now. No kidding. Uh, expect a lot of sociological uh, issues and tragedies in Hong Kong. Y yeah, that's an interesting point. I, I think, you know, um, it, there's a lot of pressure for caregivers, for parents, for, for, for grandparents. Uh, th there's a lot of instability, perhaps, for, for some people and financially or, or maybe in our society. Um, and parents are, are quite frankly quite stressed out um, so we yeah. should also be addressing the issues for parents and well uh, and grandparents what are your thoughts on that yeah we totally agree that's why I really want to cooperate with more schools 
so that through the school we can reach out to more uh, parents or grandparents because a lot of time the parents who need the help and support the most they are not reaching out the information on their own so that we need schools to cooperate with just field to help disseminate this information yeah. Um, and, and sorry, I go ahead. No, it takes a community, right? Um, and and for us to take care of each other, for parents, adults to be uh, mindful of each other's emotional needs too. So not just the relationship between parent and, and child, but fellow adults, if you will. Um, and 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 for us to know that we're not alone. Um, that we can always find others to support us through this very difficult time and, and that it is these social connections that will get us through this tough time. And how great that, you know, you, you're part of the movement to educate um, a whole cohort of more compassionate children. Sometimes when the children, you know, reaches out to the parents and say, it's okay, mommy, it's okay, daddy. It actually makes yeah. us feel a, a lot better, even if we're having a, a bad day, uh, whatever you're going through. Um, one thing I wanted to also ask is, for, for some children or for some older children, you know, they, they have an established uh, friendship group, but because they don't see a lot of their friends, a lot of the times they sort of go into their own world and they can entertain themselves, you know, with games or maybe online. And so maybe friendships sort of take a back seat. And how do you get those children to engage more with their friends? I guess we all have to focus on their need. So when they play games, Actually, they are seeking for friendship too because on the game, they can share with their friends and uh, fight the boss together and can get a final very mutual support. And so if we see the need behind, we can see some other alternatives. For example, can parents play some other games with our kids or can they invite their kids to uh, hang out? Although it's, uh, we're afraid of the virus, but at least we can invite them to chat instead of just game. At the end of the day, we focus on the need and try to fulfill the need instead of just seeing their behavior. Absolutely. I, I think students in Hong Kong actually face a lot of pressure. There's the academic pressure, uh, that there's a pressure from parents and perhaps uh, to some extent from the schools as well. And now there's that added pressure where they're learning online. So it's, you know, it's harder to ask questions uh, if they have questions about their work. Um, with the students that you've worked with, what do they tell you? Are they struggling with their schoolwork or is that sort of not an issue? What do you hear? Um, so, uh, Jokanda, maybe you develop some curriculum, you can share some experience. So, um, in, in curriculum um, that we do Zoom classes nowadays, so we actually still provide some activities um, that we can conduct through Zoom. So I heard feedbacks from teachers that they found um, those kind of interactive activities really engaging and um, interesting for them to get to know each other um, when they had classes at home. And um, we also design stories, we write stories. We have three characters, um, little red, little yellow, and little blue. So they, they, those stories are about the encounters in school. And some of the students, younger ones, say that they are very eager and very keen on those stories. And they wish to like follow the scenarios and uh, the plots of the stories every time when they had class. So I think um, what we, we 
try to provide um, in curriculum is try to connect them and engage them during these times as well. And at, alongside with um, these engage, engagement um, is still some knowledge that they could get uh, from these stories, like how to, how to uh, make friends, how to connect with friends and, um, and such. Yeah. Um, finally, how can we encourage uh, the students and our children in our lives to share their emotions? You know, if if they're not really prone to sharing, um, can we maybe get a deck of cards from you guys um, and, and actually sit down with them and say, how are you feeling today? But I feel like, is that too direct? Is, or should we do it indirectly? I, I don't know. How, how do we get the feelings out from children? Just simply ask them, how are you today? Or what, how, how should you start that conversation? The whole idea really is being explicit, as explicit as possible. And this is a lot of the training that we do with teachers and parents and, and empowering them to have these conversations. So what you're asking is exactly what we do in our parent and teacher workshops. Um, and the tools that we've created are all designed to facilitate these sometimes uh, difficult conversations, right? Because you as a parent may not be comfortable asking these questions. So having these tools, um, you know, like, you know, I'm excited, uh, or if the, and the students can go through the deck of cards to identify the feelings or the needs that, that they have today, or to do the exercises in the diary. So I think all of these help parents uh, with these conversations. Yeah. Well, finally, uh, before I, I let, oh, okay, we have one more comment on, on Facebook. Uh, Bright Spark HK says, uh, you're going through computers. We, the parents, have to pay for program, computer setup system, viruses, printers. Schools have uh, books. We spend thousands, but schools are using worksheets so that kids uh, uh, kids don't want to use the books. Um, especially after five hours of learning. Well, thank you very much indeed uh, for your comment, uh, Brightspark. Uh, finally, remind our listeners once again, uh, Raymond, how can we find out more about Just Feel? Um, have you got a website and are you on social media? Yeah, so for the audience, we are welcome to visit us and support us. So you can go to our website, www.justfeel.hk or Facebook, uh, Just Feel Gam Gong. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time uh, today. And we've been chatting with uh, Raymond Yang, the co-founder of Just Feel, a member of the board of directors, Dr. Min Tran, and also Jukunda Young, who is the shaper uh, from Just Feel, responsible for shaping school cultures and communications uh, between parents, students and teachers. Many thanks for your time this afternoon and Happy New Year. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Take care.